Namaste and welcome to the River of Wisdom podcast, a podcast that brings to you the ancient Vedic tradition which reveals that you are pure being having a human experience. I'm your guide by the side, Swamini V. Let us flow, you and I, on the banks of the River of Wisdom. Life involves relating. Relating to the world means playing roles. In relating, as we well know, there is much fulfillment and also much frustration. To understand the dynamics of relating, consider an actor A who is on stage playing the role of a beggar B. According to the story, B undergoes the many difficulties of a homeless life facing scorn and rejection at every turn. Being a method actor, A has practiced looking dirty. He has worked on his bent posture, body language and mannerisms. It is a role of a lifetime for him and A, the actor, hopes to get an award for being the greatest beggar ever on screen. According to the script, he is supposed to shed tears and indeed he is able to bring real tears to his eyes. He gets slapped in the play as a part of the script. Even while shedding the tears, A is congratulating himself for being able to cry well without glycerine. When the scene is over, a friend goes backstage and also congratulates him for his performance. A is then even more pleased and happy that he cried so well. A seems to be free inside. Once the play is over, B is no more A. He is back to being a simple person and free to take on other roles. This is a revealing situation and offers many insights for us. In the play, B, the beggar, has problems leading to sadness and tears. In spite of B's problems, A, the actor, remains unaffected, free of the problems of the beggar. Why? Is there a physical distance between B and A, such that B's problems cannot contact and affect A? Not at all. B's physical body depends entirely on A's physical body. Where B stands, A also stands. Therefore, B is definitely A. If that is so, then B's problems, the beggar's problems, should also be the actor's problems. But we find that that is not the case. Even though B is A, A is not B. There is a difference between B and A, but not a physical one. A is not B in the sense of A's knowledge. The actor knows that he is not the beggar, but he has assumed the role of the beggar. A remembers himself as A and plays the role of B according to the script. The script includes some pleasant as well as unpleasant situations. And A does not lose himself and thoroughly enjoys 
the new challenge of playing the role. Suppose that A forgets himself while playing the role. When the villain slaps B in the play, B is supposed to invite another slap. But the actor A forgets the script and gets so angry that he strikes back. The director pulls the curtains down and asks A, What is the matter? A answers, He slapped me. Do you think I'm going to let him get away with that? And A hits him again right there. A's problem is that there is a confusion between himself, A, and the role, B, beggar. There is no longer action on A's part, only reaction. When A remembers the script and acts, it is an action. If he forgets the script, forgets himself in the process, and performs an action, that action is really a reaction. A is no more an actor, but a reactor, because he has no self-awareness. There is no more role-playing on his part. A is totally identified with B, so much so that A has been forgotten. That A is not B must be as clear as the light of day. Then alone, one can afford to play roles. If A loses his self-identity on the stage, he may be advised to stop playing roles totally. In real life, you cannot live without playing roles. Are these roles fake? Not at all. They are a framework within which we relate to another person. Some of the roles we have, we were born into, such as being the son or daughter, sister or brother, citizen. Some roles we seemingly pick up in life, such as that of a friend, partner, employer, employee, mother or father. Just as the actor had no confusion between himself and his role, we need to discern the difference between the invariable I and our variable roles. Firstly, if you have a problem as a mother, daughter, husband or wife or any other role, you must know that there is a confusion between you, the person and the role. You wanted your son to become a doctor so that through him you could live a doctor's life. But instead, he pierced his ears and lips and joined a rock band. Now your mind reacts and your blood pressure goes up whenever you think of your son. Here, the person I totally identifies with the role of a mother along with the reacting mind. The I then suffers the reaction of the mind and you say, I am sad and upset all the time. Because of your excessive identification with the role of a mother, you have closed the space available to see that being mother is a role. You have closed in on the space to see that you are much more than a mother. You are no longer playing the role. You have become the role and you roll 
R-O-L-L, in sorrow. As a result, you don't spare anyone. You mother your partner, you mother the whole world, because you are trying to resolve your frustration. And because of your over-identification with one role, other roles also get affected. Even when you talk to your partner or others, you are only talking about your son because you just cannot drop being the mother. Secondly, the reason you are over-identified with a particular role, be it mother or any role, is because that role gave you immense happiness. In that role, you found yourself to be productive, giving and deeply loving. An angel did not possess you. It was you, your natural self. We find ourselves acceptable when we are like this and we seek and long for this acceptable self. Actually, the framework of the role invoked a kind, giving, happy self that was always there. The framework of the role got filled up with beautiful colors because you, the person, filled it up with beautiful shades of your wonderful qualities. Hence, your emotional dependence on the role and hence you start defining yourself by that role primarily. No wonder you got over-identified with it. Thirdly, see that the role is dependent on the person, but you, the person, is independent of the role. Because you are independent as a person, roles can be picked up and dropped. Let's say you are talking to your father and your son across the table. You talk to your father addressing him as dad or papa or appa and say a few things and then with just a glance you turn towards your son and talk to him. What you have done in a span of a few seconds is picked up the role of a daughter while talking to your father and then in just a glance you picked up the role of a mother while talking to your son. There was no huge effort on your part. It was a smooth, flowing and effortless conversation. The reason you are able to pick up and drop roles is because you are free of the roles. Is this something only some of us can do? No. All of us do this all the time, when we are talking to different relationships at the same time in a joint conversation. The role depends on you. Although you fill up and pervade the role, the truth is you are independent of the role. In this understanding, there is a space between you and the role. And that space is emotional. In that space, you experience a freedom that is yours and offers much joy. No one can take it away. Fourthly, who decides the framework of the role? How much to do or not to do? Any role comes with a rough script and that script is dharma. 
the good news is dharma lives in our hearts we all have an innate understanding of beneficial and kind actions to take to move the situation forward if you play the role of a teacher then dharma involves the responsibility of ensuring that your students understand the subject matter well related to this you may have many tasks and you do what you can if you are a partner to someone then your dharma involves being loving and supportive working as a team and contributing to your partner's life goals the details of the script can be worked out by discussing what works for both not just one if you are a mother to someone then your dharma involves being loving and contributing to the child's overall development by providing nutrition healthcare education and inculcating values but you as a mother when your child is 9 is different from when the child is 39 there is no need to get over identified with the role you do what is appropriate finally role playing becomes a problem only when you lose yourself to the role not knowing the i to be invariable free from all roles in our relating there is always a subject object relationship only in a state of coma or continuous sleep do you not relate at all one thing is certain the object to which you relate keeps on changing but the i i as in pronoun i is always present really is the i always the same no no i seems to change suppose i like an object i become a liker if i dislike the object i turn into a disliker if the object is father i become daughter but if the object is daughter i become mother along with the change in the object there seems to be a relevant change in i still when you say i am father i am son i am a seer i am is involved in each the i remains the same and the i is invariable in every relationship seeing that i am a simple conscious being free from the roles helps me to be relaxed i see that any role is full of challenges the challenges will end only when i am 6 feet under or immersed in the ganga not before that no role is perfect because situations are dynamic people are dynamic and hence people dynamically change in dynamic situations in my freedom i can modify the roles in my life i have the freedom to take on additional responsibilities or stop being a donkey and give up some of the extra responsibilities i had taken on if required i can take on more roles or drop roles that have long stopped serving the purpose the freedom 
and the joy is mine to enjoy you matter your life matters what you do with your life matters thanks for listening if you found this episode helpful and you think it might benefit someone i do hope you will consider sharing it do write to me with your questions or reflections or even suggestions about any topic you would like me to dwell on and the email id is swaminiji@discoveratma.com that's s w a m i n i j i at d i s c o v e r a t m a.com thanks for listening and see you next week